So this morning, it's the week after Easter. Many of us are still kind of basking in the glow of that amazing, important day. Um, Easter in our religion as Christians is the pinnacle. It is the ultimate moment in which Jesus conquered death. Jesus' resurrection affirmed uh, his prophecies, prophecies of old, the Messiah is with us. Death no longer has the final say. We go from that moment and that great joy and anthems and flowers and everything to, um, gosh, back to business, right? But I wonder if maybe you and I this morning can tap the brake just a little bit. And um, if you would, linger with me in kind of the afterglow. Let's not rush off too soon. I want to I wanna remind you and me of the important events that transpired there. And there's some really clear directions that I think are pertinent for you and for me and clarity on the message of uh, the resurrection event. Was it just an isolated thing that, gosh, is, gives you and me an example for, you know, a new dress, new tie, honey baked ham in a big choir? Or does it have a story, a power, that continues to uh, penetrate our lives and the lives of others and the lives of folks that we don't even know, haven't even seen yet. So this morning I'm gonna read uh, Matthew's version of the events. And I want you to listen, listen for uh, emotion, listen for a movement, listen for uh, directions both to uh, the disciples then and to you and me today. Listen to the word of God. This comes from Matthew 28. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here for he has been raised. He's not here. Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has been raised from the dead. And indeed, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There, there's where you'll see him. This is my message to for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell the disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. They came to him, took hold of his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Skipping ahead just a bit to the end of that chapter. Jesus, speaking to the disciples, said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the word of God, indeed, for the people of God. Wow. All sorts of directions. Come and see, go and tell and teach. They were full of fear. They ran quickly. I love that story. I love that they at one point said they ran both with fear 
and with joy. To me, that at least speaks to my faith. There are days that I am uh, doubting and fearful, somewhat like Thomas. And there are other days that I sprint with joy to share the good news. So I wonder about you and I wonder about us as a church. This resurrection event, um, is it old news? As they used to say in the newspaper business, is it newsworthy above the fold? Would it go viral if it happened today or tomorrow or the next day? Are we so numb to the fact that we know how the story goes and we kind of flip our calendar because now, well, really what that means is golf season begins, Little League begins, summer begins, and everybody is so hungry and itching to get out of our uh, COVID caves that we kind of nod our head and go, well, that was nice, but now what? Friends, I'm here to remind us this morning that you and I, we can still participate in the life-changing power of the resurrection event. I also want to remind us that God is still in the rock rolling business. That resurrection event wasn't isolated to just Jesus. As important as that was and continues to be, rocks continue to get rolled in our lives and perhaps in your life. And I want to spend a little time this morning reminding us of that, looking at examples of that, and then challenging you and me to be not just witnesses, but uh, proclaimers of that good news. In in, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, Paul says to the church at Rome, or Corinth, I mean, this is from 2 Corinthians 5. 16. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. My friends, I read that as a reminder that um, what was is no longer What was in the cave behind the stone has the ability now and the power through God's redeeming love to be transformed in new and life-giving ways. I want to give you a couple examples of what I see is transformation occurring because of the resurrection and because of the life-giving love of Jesus the Christ here and now. Um, As you know, we have a recovery group here at Treach. We call it Renew. Many of you are participants in it. Many of you uh, listening or in our congregation or in recovery groups elsewhere. The journey of recovery, of turning away from addiction. My friends, that, that is a rock rolling announcement. That is new life in its truest form. Years ago, you might remember through Charity Water, we collected funds and we helped uh, the actual digging, drilling, and production of five wells, clean water wells in Ethiopia. My friends, that's, that's an example of God in the rock rolling business. What was dead, dry, arid dirt became fertile and new life happened because of that. I think of the mobile clinic that we are funding in Mozambique and the hope that those doctors and nurses will bring into the farthest reaches. We can't even imagine, you and I can't imagine how off the beaten trail these mobile clinics will be able to go. Friends, 
That is hope. That is another symbol of God in the rock rolling business. I think of um, the efforts that we have had against human trafficking and abuse. And as we have helped fund those causes, friends, that is God in the rock rolling business. Every time I think of our ministries to juveniles and adults in prison, reclaiming life, finding hope, anticipating new beginnings upon their release. Friends, that is an example of God in the rock rolling business. Lastly, I think of our friends through Liberty Ministry who are helping connect the dots to get the homeless in homes for the very first time, for many of them ever in their entire lives. People who have lived in uh, tent encampments in the inner city, folks who have just roamed around uh, vulnerable and dangerous to uh, the dangers of the world. That is an example of, the, of our God in the rock rolling business. I want you to join me, I invite you, matter of fact, to say with me, God is still in the rock rolling business. Say it with me again, God is still in the rock rolling business. You know, in the story, there was a lot of excitement and movement, wasn't there? Did you notice the different times when people were told to uh, go quickly, go quickly with joy, go quickly, they were afraid, yet they went running with joy. My friends, our God is in the rock rolling business. And I wonder, here we are a week out of Easter, beginning to pivot towards summer, when was the last time you ran and announced that great news? Maybe there's somebody in your life, in the life of our church, in the life of our community, that needs to know that God is still in the, in the rock rolling business. Maybe there is somebody trapped uh, in the chains of addiction. They need to know that there is hope. You can be the person that shares that with them. Maybe it's a, a, a spouse, a loved one, a child, who is caught up in anxiety and depression and all the other entanglements of uh, mental illness. We've got a great series coming up in May where we're gonna dive headfirst right into that. Maybe you're the one to invite that friend with you to church. Friends, that has the potential to be an example of God in the rock rolling business. As I close this morning, I want you and I to think about the fact that uh, for COVID and for those of us as we look in the past year, hasn't that felt like we have been in a tomb? Hasn't that felt like we have been held back from the fullness of life, cowering, fearful, wondering uh, how to not get the virus, how to not transmit the virus, knowing people who have died from the virus? And we're beginning to see the dawn of a new day. We're beginning to see that rock rolling. And I just wonder, as folks come out of the cave, might you and I, might this church proclaim the hope and joy, the redeeming love of Jesus Christ as we proclaim God is still in the rock rolling business. Join me in sharing and proclaiming that good news, that great news to friends, neighbors, and strangers alike. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer. Gracious God, we are humbled at the immense power of the resurrection, the life-giving, life-changing 
power over death in all its different forms, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. God, help me and help us run quickly to proclaim that God, that you are still in the rock rolling business. Thank you, precious God. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.